Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres are getting ready to wrap up their latest series against the Reds here at Petco. And we've got Mike Janella in studio for all 60 minutes. If that doesn't keep you around for the hour, that's the best I got. I don't know what else will. Alongside Mike, we've got Bill Center, who always listens intently and with interest to what Mike has to say. Gotcha. I have no idea what, <laughs> what he's he talking, talking about. about. Yeah. And rounding out the crew, it's Bob Scanlon, who definitely has the stuff it takes to be on this program. You wouldn't be here Maddie. if you didn't have good stuff, all right? So just trust yourself. Uh, trust what you got and uh, go for it. Uh, debatable. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Bob Scanlon. Happy Sunday! Welcome to Padre Social Hour here in the AMR studios. We've got Bob, we've got Bill, we've got a beautiful day in San Diego, and we've got you. Thanks for joining us. Guys, how you doing? Doing great. I'm doing great, but I am exhausted. Well, you do your thing. Every, I mean, no, from celebrating last night. I from mean, celebrating. Yes, it was okay. a big night last night. We got a walk-off victory. We've got this organization completely doing a turnaround. You this is exciting times. I had, I had Kemp? so much fun. You moved Kemp. Oh, yes, moved Kemp. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. Yeah, it's been a I'm busy. I'm sure we will. It's I been mean, a busy yeah, 24 hours. But you've got an agenda, Mike. So we're here. What do you got? Well, the agenda is just talk about everything we got going on. <laughs> Kemp, I'm sure, will be a big <laughs> part of that. I, I'm just so You're excited. You're wired. I am so amped. I mean, I've been waiting for over a decade for this to happen. And Padre fans have, that have been watching Padre baseball, you know, for 40 years have been waiting four decades for this to happen. Bill, there's finally an opportunity. There's finally a commitment. There's finally a plan in Clean place right. there for is a championship plan. baseball. Not a commitment to mediocrity. Not a commitment to let's be competitive. Competitive. They're actually trying to go for a championship. I'm fired up. This was, and you've been, you were here on the show a couple days ago, pre-Kemp trade, yes. and even pre-Kashner trade, was it, or was it right after the? No, Kashner it was right trade? after the Kashner right, trade. Right, and you were yeah. talking about this. So now the Kemp move on top of that, and Bob, you were very vocal on Twitter for some people wondering why get rid of a Kemp, why do that, and you were very vocal saying, guys, this is the the five, ten, fifteen year plan. Exactly, and look, I loved what AJ Preller did last year. Absolutely. I loved it. Because he pumped life into what Exactly. Had, right. It showed, you know what? They care. They're trying to go for it. They're going to take a different approach that we haven't seen in a long, long time here. Did it work out? No. So right. what do they do? They say, that didn't work. Let's try something else. And it's not this sort of half-tail effort of, well, we need to have a face of the franchise. Let's bring in one or two guys to sort of keep the fans happy while we straddle the fence and you know, try to keep some fannies in the seat but not really make that commitment to the rebuild. This is completely but different. But what do you do if there are no fannies in the seat? You know what? That's fine. I, I, you got to live with you that. Can, because you can buy that loss? You have to because what they've been doing for the last four decades is not working. What works is completely gutting your system, bringing in a ton of talent, and it's been the perfect storm also where you've got guys that you can trade, you've got a nice situation with the international draft rules that the Padres right. have completely jumped on and brought in some big talent, and you happen to have you know, the top eight picks in the draft to bring in some top talent as well. So this perfect storm of finally being able to say, we are going for it, we're going for it for the long run, and part of that is being able to have top grade impact talent coming up from your minor league system then you cherry pick a couple of free agents but all the all the time you've got this flow look at how the cardinals do it look at how all the teams that have been the cardinals are the, the textbook they've done it year exactly after year after year. so finally i feel like the padres have made that commitment to do that are there going to be some lean times for the next couple of years probably so but for the first time i feel like you know what they're actually putting something behind it and making the effort to to bite the bullet and do this for the long run and i'm fired up i, I mean 
I, I hope I'm here to enjoy it, Bill. But I this, think he's this on be exciting two or three. I'm sure you will. Two or three monster energy. He's already. a human Red Bull right now. <laughs> no, yeah, man, Bob Scanlon. It's the passion of baseball. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Right? I love it. Um, no, for sure. I mean, you, there are enough case studies now that you can point to the fan who's on the fence about this. The Cubs, the Astros, uh, going back to the Brewers in the Prince Fielder, Ricky Weeks, Ryan Braunier's, the Royals. We're doing this. It's worked yep. enough times that it's worth the risk of trying yep. this new strategy as opposed to what has All been done in the past. All the way back to the Indians in the 80s. Right, when they and had the Marlins it. did it also when they had that d- completely gutted out. Their championship team brought a bunch of young talent in, won the championship again a little bit later. The Phillies did the same thing where mul- all those big guys, the Howards, the Utleys, the Hamels were all guys that came from within their system, even the Giants. Now, granted, the Giants have a bigger payroll where they're able to put in some pieces to keep right. the, the product on the field a little bit better, but the core of that club – on all three of those championships, their entire infield was homegrown talent. And pitching. That's how you got to do it. And finally, the Padres in her position to, yeah. to do it. And, hey, kudos. And you know what else, Bill? Go. A.J. A. Preller. <laughs> all right? You're on a roll. <laughs> well, this is exciting stuff. This is what we've been waiting for. A.J. Preller, to his credit, not only is he making these amazing moves. I mean, are you kidding me? What he's gotten for Fernando Ronnie, Drew Pomeranz, uh, Melvin Upton Jr. Now he moves right. the Kemp contract and gets saves, you know, 20 to $25 million. They're depending saying 30. On however you want to do the math not only has he done that but the humility for him to say based on what he did last year that didn't work work. you put your ego on the shelf and you say now what do i need to do there's very few gms that do that i don't think he has an ego and that's one of the really great things about it exactly it's really rare billy bean i think is the same way in oakland right where he says you know what i tried something it didn't work let's unwind it but so many times we've seen gms and organizations say no we we did this and we don't want to admit that we were wrong we're going to ride this out for two or three years and it's just a disaster kudos to him for saying this didn't work and even more i'm more impressed with the moves that he's been able to make tremendous you know the one thing i like is that they've got some hitters that are advanced in the system. Yep. If pitchers generally move quicker, they might all be melding here at the same time. I mean, you've seen young pitchers come along faster than hitters. Interesting point, yeah, because a lot of the young pitching talent they've gotten, you're right, is the 17, 18, 19-year-old kids that they've been picking off other organizations right. and through the draft. So you're right, but those big arms can still play in a couple of years right. along with the hitting that needs a little bit more time to ferment once it gets up to the big league level. Right, it's, uh, it is a bit of a curve, and that's e- even if that doesn't sync up perfectly, you at least have the entertainment value of maybe seeing a Margo or a Renfro to get you through those lean times until the pitchers do get here. I mean, right now, Rondon, last night. Yeah. I yeah. was sort Exciting. of encouraged by great that. Play. Oh, yeah. great play to his left. I yeah. mean, okay, I like Alexi. I know why he's here. He doesn't make that play. No, I, you're right. I get it. Padre right. fans, yeah, sing me this story again. I've heard this thing time and time again. I get it. I get the frustration. Look, you, you've lived it. Yeah, you've I witnessed you it. Know, but, but have you ever seen this commitment to doing it no, on top of right. this collection of young talent I've actually never, make I've it happen? I've never seen this commitment to, uh, to just gut everything and start over. Right. And is it a guarantee that it's going to work? No. Absolutely not. Right. But it's the way that it has to be done. Right. So because uh, if this club is going – if this franchise – is going to succeed year after year. Yep. It's not going to do it going out and getting free agents. It's exactly. going to be developing exactly. players. Exactly. Amen, St. Louis. Preach and, on, and, and the way you said it, Scans, you mentioned St. Louis. And that, you know, everybody talks about what Houston is doing right now and other clubs, but St. Louis has done this year after year after year. Yep. Now, let's, so re- let's recap the trade, just in case anybody, because on the show yesterday, it was kind of unfolding as we were on the air, right. which was very exciting, and yeah. sent Blooper into like a whole tizzy, and, and all of us here, it was really fun, but it wasn't uh, officially official until the game yesterday, and uh, Matt Kemp, uh, everybody was on hug watch, and around the fourth <laughs> inning, he ends up 
getting announced and heading out of the dugout. So uh, AJ Casavell talking about the finances because this ends up being, and AJ Preller after the game yesterday says they no comment yet on what they're going to do with Oliveira. He can't uh, can't do anything with him until he's off of this suspension on Tuesday. The tea leaves, if you read them, he'll either be released or DFA'd. Bill, you think he's just getting outright? I think he's cut. Be, I'll be. I think he'll be released. Could I don't be think he'll be DFA'd because if he's DFA'd. You've got that question hanging around another 10 days. Now, this is, this is a player who, when he was in Cuba, A.J. Preller loved him and made a big move to try to get him and lost him to the Dodgers. But I think now the baggage is such that the die has been cast. Yeah, but there's nothing to lose at this point because right. you're going to DFA him. No one's going to pick him up off waivers, so uh, you have the choice. Right. If you think there's something left in there that's salvageable as a player, you keep him. You know, have him prove himself over next year for three or four months. Look, be a good citizen. Be a productive guy on the field. If you want to keep him, fine. If you don't, you release him. No harm, no foul. You've still saved. You've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish, which is opening the roster spot for your young guys Dropping and saving million some million in the process. Exactly. Yeah, so, so AJ Casavell, who covers the Padres for MLB.com, tweeted out the finances in the deal, uh, saying that essentially the Padres will save about $30 million. Bob Nightingale of USA Today uh, confirming <laughs> that. Uh, that's the math we tried doing on the show yesterday. And when you start having, and the Dodgers are involved, and you have all these different things, we won't know the exact numbers, but right. that's what's being thrown around. So yeah. substantial savings. Right. No. But I do think that rather than DFA him, <laughs> they will not let him hang here for 10 days. Yeah, I think it's a technicality. I mean, he's got to go through waivers and be designated no matter what. And then the question is, if right. for the purpose of his outright release or for the purpose of sending him down? Right. So I, he's I think they're just going to ask for outright waivers. Yeah, it, it probably. That would not surprise me at all. Yeah. And, and again, you've still accomplished what you want to accomplish. And, uh, and you know, again, to the fan that's saying, oh, this is just a salary dump, we're saving $30 million, same old Padres. No, that money has already been sort of spent on those Cuban Interna players. Right, the international market. Right, which and they've I gone above and beyond and are paying full tax on. Right. So that money is already being invested in the future and of this And A.J. Team. last week mentioned the fact that there are a couple more out there that he's really interested right, in. Right, they're not done. Right, so they're not done. Yeah, and they have all year with the international right. thing. It's yeah. not like the draft, the amateur no. draft, where you have a window, you have all year. Which is why I'm working on my, uh, my fake birth certificate right now. So. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna go back to 22 or R Roberto Sanchez? I'm gonna come right. back as an uh, underhander. Right. You know, a little <laughs> bit of sink on it. You never know. I, you probably don't remember Yon Alcantara. I don't. No, uh, he was. Uh, he signed with the Padres years ago, and um, he was like this 16-year-old phenom. Mm -hmm. Well, they found out about two and a half years later that he was actually. 19 when he signed, yeah. and his name was Jason Asensio. You know what, I played with an American guy that did the same thing, so it's not just, I mean, we always tease right, the, the, the foreign the players we're doing. I actually played with a kid that came out of Houston. He said that he was 19, turned out he was 24. Wow, hey, yeah. that's a big swing. <laughs> exactly. Harder and harder to do here in this country as things get digitized, but hey, kudos to him yeah. for, for pulling the long con. Uh, some tweets coming in, and hey guys, uh, whatever we're talking about in the show, you're happy, you're welcome to uh, join us. Hashtag PadresSH. There's also the live chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. Uh, so now Ghost of Boost Bayer says, uh, in terms of A.J. Preller admitting failure and now trying a different direction, overcompensation for a failure is bound to fail too. Just saying, Padres fans know not to get so excited. No, this isn't on overcompensation. And I think there's a this false is, right. representation, Bill, in terms of when A.J. came on. It wasn't, we're hiring this GM because he sold us this story of, you know, we can make a winner overnight. Right. The he, plan he wasn't a one-trick. He already had a long plan. He already had the long right. plan. Right. Some, some things fell into place where they said, hey, you know what? 
maybe maybe the tea leaves are saying we can go for it. Let's so he ended up going for it, but that was not the only right. option that he had. And so I say, oh, let's go back to game plan number two. And and the way that he's being able to turn it around as quickly as he in, is. In fact, this is what they really bought into with AJ. Right. That yeah. I mean, it wasn't the we're going to go out and sign all these good kit. I mean, these uh, free agents. It was what he is doing now is what the original. F- idea behind signing what his strength should have been we're getting a chance to see it now right yeah exactly it's and we were talking about this at the international a month ago and now doing this now with uh, the wheeling and dealing for the longer term um ed tweeting in a couple tweets here uh in in uh contrarian view to what uh, ghost was just (laughs) saying before uh, ed in complete agreement with hey scan which is scary, he says. Ooh, uh, but sorry about uh, that. finally, <laughs> light at the end of the proverbial tunnel. And then uh, Ed from earlier, I had asked on Twitter with perspective from the chem trade. How do you guys feel today versus yesterday? He says no change overnight. Great move by AJ. Will cost some games in 2016, but four thumbs up emojis later. Um, and then Jess tweeting in saying, I totally agree. So big of AJ to admit last year didn't work. Now moving forward with a new plan. So I think most people are. On agreement with you guys. And I'm still of the mind, though, that I, when I go to a ball game, I want to see them win. I mean, of course. And, and that's going to be hard for a lot of fans. The next couple of years are going to be difficult. I get it. I understand that. Right. Let me, question for you. The very first tweet that we had, the guy that says there's an overreaction right here. Have any players left this team thus far off this roster that you felt like, you know what, maybe that's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. That guy actually could have been of help here in being a mentor towards these young guys. Is, is there one As guy a mentor? No. So – I'm in agreement with you, right. so I don't think this is a thing of we're overreacting and we're throwing away really important pieces that we're going to regret no. we've, we've parted with later. That, that hasn't happened yet. The, one, the one player that I think was still developing was Pomeranz. Exactly, the lefty. Right. I don't disagree. I, I, I left-handed pitchers, starting pitchers are hard to find. That was the only one where I thought, man, this is you've got him under control. He's not making a much – he would have helped you the next two or three right, years, right. but I still don't think he, would not, he, he was only in a contract there, for right. two. He wouldn't have been there for the right. big year, which is right. 2019, which is really the focus year right now. Yeah, him, the one kind of flashpoint that you could argue, you could argue both sides of it. You know, you were selling high, or he wouldn't be here when right. the next good team right. is here. So um, certainly you could argue that all the trades have been done at the very optimal time. Um, we, we played the one game a couple days ago, though, sum up Andrew Kashner's Padres career in one word. He had more time to, to be here. But for Kemp, any, any last requiems for his time as a Padre? Uh, d- I, you know what? It's a 50-50 thing. He's sort of enigmatic. I liked what he did on offense. I didn't really I, – I, I mean, it was difficult to watch him in the field. You stole the word that I used for cash. <laughs> I, I described him as enigmatic. That <laughs> Is was that right? That was my word for cash, yeah. Hey. Uh, Kemp, I'm just going to say one, one word only, really. Cycle. Thanks. Appreciate right. it. That was – that was the one Blooper was going to use, yeah, I think, it. right? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> right. Other than that, right. he will be in, yeah, in every Padres anyway. highlight montage video for yeah, the rest right. of time. If this, were, of if this were an American League city, his value would have been higher. Because he can hit. But right. But yeah. he was giving – I mean, honestly, I, I hate to say this, he was probably giving away almost as many runs and right as he was producing. At times it was painful. Right. I mean, physically painful to watch him oh, trying to, to get horrible. a jump and go for a ball. Right, because he couldn't get a jump. He couldn't even make a turn – a direct turn right. in the direction of the ball. Exactly. He would have to take. He'd have to move forward and then take a big looping yeah. run towards yeah. it. Yeah. So surprise you that he goes to a National League team in the Braves? I'm totally surprised. <laughs> Do they turn him around? Do they because flip him around to an ALT? But they had a big problem. The Braves had a big problem. They wanted to get rid of it. They had to get rid of right. it. Right. Yeah. So Olivera, yeah. yeah. It was AJ Preller said yesterday. It was actually the Braves who contacted the Padres right. about this deal. Came out of the blue. Yeah. And he and was AJ stunned said there because was, yeah, nobody no, there was had called him. On no Kemp, Kemp buzz uh, right. at all. 
So I'm sure he took that phone call with, with eager anticipation, and then within a day or a day and a half, he said, uh, it all came together. So, uh, but Kemp's still a power bat, still can drive in runs, and he played here pretty much every day. So the Braves are getting someone at least they can rely on for that power bat in the middle of the order. All right, we're going to talk some uh, more trade stuff. Uh, I mean, this has not been one of those dead deadlines. There has been a lot going on across baseball that may continue to affect the Padres. So we'll come back and talk about what to expect next. What you can expect a week from yesterday, it's only six days away, it's Ken Caminiti being inducted into the Padres Hall of Fame right here on Saturday. That's August 6th. To celebrate, all fans in attendance at that night's 540 game against the Phillies will receive a Ken Caminiti Padres throwback replica jersey presented by Fanatics. A variety of sizes are available, so get your tickets at Padres.com. We'll check in on what Andrew Kastner's been doing, Jonathan Lucroy, how that affects Derek Norris. A lot going on. On, so don't miss it. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. 140 first pitch between the Padres and the Reds. Homer Bailey coming back from Tommy John surgery against Paul Clemens on the hill for San Diego. See if uh, the Padres can win this series, take both series against the Reds this year. Um, some news from Andy Green just did his uh, media availability. Uh, Alex Dickerson uh, still sore but feels a lot better. Still will probably miss a couple of games. Jabari Blash in the starting lineup today. We knew that uh, last night. So Dickerson continues to heal. Uh, Eric Johnson likely not to pitch again this season, Andy Green says. So uh, a pitching rotation that's already been just completely gutted by injuries, now has one more it has to deal with. Johnson wasn't letting the world on fire with his performance, right. but was at least a healthy arm. Now uh, that's not the case. Um, we do want to check in with this trade deadline weekend on some of the Padres pieces that have been uh, going around. And, uh, well, speaking of injuries, Colin Ray yesterday left the Marlins game with an injury. Right. Right, Bill's like For fourth inning? Fourth inning, walked off with elbow soreness. Yeah, trying uh, to get an MRI tomorrow, I think. I just struck out Jed Jerko when he uh, summoned the uh, – when he uh, summoned the trainer to come on out. Somebody got Jet out. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah unfortunately, it wasn't while Colin was still wearing a Padres <laughs> right. jersey. Yeah. But he had to wait until he was in a Marlins jersey. Because he yeah. actually summoned the trainer. Yeah, yeah. no, that's not a good sign, uh, obviously. And, hey, we wish Colin Ray the best. And, you know, you know that, that stuff happened. You never know. You no, never know when, you when never that's going to crop up. Interesting yeah. to me that the Padres were already concerned about the number of innings he had pitched and were trying to find ways right. to slow him down. Yeah. Well, they knew that coming into the season. It was right. one of the debates, as you right. recall, coming out of spring. Do we want him to make the rotation versus Robbie Erlin? Because if Ray does make it, we know for sure we're going to have to back him off on right. the innings at some point. So uh, hopefully it's nothing serious. Yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, on the other side, if you're thinking, oh, the Padres like Delta Lemon, that's not how it works. I mean, Chris Paddock, who came back in the Rodney deal, now likely heading for Tommy John surgery right. himself, the Padres prospect. They announced last night a tear of uh, the UCL for him. So sometimes it's just it's timing. That's oh, just the way it works. You know, it happens. It happens. And truth be told, in almost all these guys, when you're trading for you go into the dock, right? They give you the medical. Right. They take your arm. They twist it. Does this hurt? No. Does this hurt? No. Well, it doesn't hurt more than it normally hurts. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all the semantics. If you're throwing yeah. baseballs at 100 miles an hour for a living. You've got pain from here to about here. Right. And you've you pitched through it for most of your career. Do you, do you still have pain afterwards? Yes. 
Absolutely. You, today, you mean like you wake up some mornings and it still hurts? Look, I still have to do my shoulder exercises to keep my rotator cuff and my arm from subluxating. My, my right arm is actually an inch and a half longer than my left still. So when I get shirts and stuff made, I got to have my, my really? right. Really? Yeah, because everything's stretched out. And after I play catch with my son, there's still times where I've got to ice my arm down. Yeah, there, there are lingering wow. effects. Thank goodness it's not as bad as football lingering right. effects. Sure, right? sure. Uh, but. Hey, stuff hangs around. The price of glory. So um, how, how many starting pitchers do you have to have to know that you're going to get four or five to the major leagues? Uh, well, I, the, the ratio is usually three to one. So if you got three prospects, one is actually going to pan out. It, right. One's not going to perform as expected. One's going to blow out. And one, you hope, actually stays healthy and does what you expect them to do. And that's so. why A.J. Preller has been stockpiling arms oh left yeah. and right uh, this entire season. Yep. Um, the other guy who went to the Marlins in that trade from the Padres, Andrew Kashner, who today went six innings, allowed just one earned run, no walks, two strikeouts, four hits. That game is still in progress, but a good one for him. But the big story was he is now beardless. Right. And I tweeted this photo out. Uh, and we're going to take a look at Andrew first. I mean, look at that baby face with the mullet <laughs> still intact. An interesting it's look. It's all pale, too, because right. it hasn't uh, been sunlight yes, in yes. about two years. The cheek line <laughs> and below has been completely uh, hidden <laughs> from the sun. So I tweeted this picture out, and Bill, you'll remember this from spring training. Who shaved it better, Andrew Kashner or Blooper, when oh. he got rid of his beard yeah. back in spring training in Peoria? Blooper, you're a handsome <laughs> yeah. young man right there, Thank Blooper. You. I'm, I'm more of a fan of the beard, though. <laughs> now, Bill, you, you're a guy who doesn't really love facial hair in general, no, but you I have don't. to admit that Kashner looks better with the beard, right? No. Really? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that was a particularly flattering picture of him without the beard. Right. We I saw the video, too. It's no, yeah. I, I actually, I, I, I prefer the non-beard look on him. I, I, really? I prefer yeah. to see guys without beards. I, I'm not a I don't have a problem with some beard. I think Brady Phelps does a nice job with his beard. Yeah, well. Uh, that's some, some guys really look good, you know? If it's trimmed and it's, and it's neat and everything, that's yeah. fine. Actually, bloopers is actually fairly Very trimmed yeah, and not neat. Bad, not wow. Bad. A you compliment from Bill on your appearances, blooper. <laughs> wow. Record that and save it. Yeah. Well done. Um, uh, interestingly, and then there was one more uh, comment uh, from Eileen Burns once I put that tweet out yesterday. Uh, well, at least Seth can grow a beard uh, in allusion to my attempt to grow Burn. one here earlier in the yeah. season. Which you got off to a great start, Mike. I didn't your have the opportunity three, to your really. first three hours were tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was boom. And then like, within a few hours. And then I plateaued <laughs> yeah, very stopped. early. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. I'm a, I'm a quad A player <laughs> in terms of beer growth. Uh, it, was, it was very tough. So, um, yeah, so those are the guys that are now gone. And uh, obviously we'll see what happens with Matt Kemp out in Atlanta. But, um, yeah, we'll see what uh, shakes out now at the Padres the rest of the way. Uh, we're going to step aside. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about who may be the next to go on this trade deadline weekend here from San Diego. And there's more? Still, there, there could be uh, with that deadline extended a day until Monday this year because yeah. today is a Sunday. Day and the business day, you got to get it in. There's uh, an extra 24 hours for AJ Preller to play with. And we're just about down to 24 hours, right? Yeah, coming up. Yeah, uh, yeah one o'clock tomorrow. Right. So we are so at uh, 24 hours and 36 minutes you left go, AJ. You for go, AJ, AJ to go into his uh, fantasy trade sleep. machine. He does not sleep. I don't think he needs it. No. I think being a vampire is part of being a Major League <laughs> Baseball GM. Um, hey, guys, next week, don't go to sleep, you either. Stay out here after the game a little bit later for a summer movie on the field. It's Saturday, August 6th. Purchase a movie on the field theme game ticket package to watch Space Jam right here at Petco on the field after the Padres and Phillies at 540. You'll also receive a Padres-themed fleece blanket. Buy your tickets today at Padres.com slash theme games. Going to come back and try and uh, see what's next for the Padres as we move forward on this trade deadline weekend. You're watching Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. 
Welcome back to Padre Social Hour here on this Sunday afternoon. And what a beautiful day it is here in San Diego. Thanks for joining us as we get you set for Padres and Reds. Uh, by the way, guys, we are hoping uh, Buddy Bauman may actually swing by. We weren't sure if he'd have some time. He's out there signing for the kids on uh, Come Padres Kids Sunday. Awesome. So uh, we have, uh, we have uh, the bat signal out for Buddy, hoping we can get him a little bit later on in the show. So send any questions you have for him uh, to hashtag PadresSH. All this trade talk and stuff, but I do want to take a quick minute to acknowledge the excitement from last night, and it's our hero of the game, Adam Rosales. Uh, we joked, uh, a couple of us on Twitter, uh, YouTube that I saw, not a walk-off home run when Rosales hits it. It's a sprint-off. <laughs> sprint I, I, I want to see the video. I want to see him <laughs> racing around the bag, man. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. so it's a 2-1 win, and they by the way. They didn't even have a chance to get their, their – uh, celebration at the plate setup. Nothing, he was, yeah. He was around by the time he they got He was on second base before the ball even got over the fence. Right, it's yeah, a, by it's the time he got home, you're right, the boys hadn't even got out of the dugout yet. It right. took Christian Bethencourt longer to find what uh, what Gatorade jar to get <laughs> out there than it did for Rosales to run the bases. So it was a 2-1 to one win for the Padres last night in, uh, in 10 innings, and uh, Andy Green said after the game, uh, I'm thankful he hit that home run because after that, I mean, the bench was stripped. Brad Hand was going to have to throw until his arm fell off. Uh, Brad Hand was on deck to hit, and he was not going to get pinch hit for. And then Rosales just going all Usain Bolt uh, around the bases and hitting the Padres' fourth walk-off home run this year. That's tied for the most in one season in Petco Park history. And now, uh, now that Melvin Upton's gone, I guess someone had to do it, right? Right, of course. <laughs> there have been seasons where there were only four home runs hit. Period. <laughs> Very true. No, so that, what is it, 2008 and 2010, I believe, were the two years that that ties. Uh, so, Rosales, uh, congratulations on that. And a uh, very fitting for his style of running around the bases. An extra inning game finished in two hours and 44 minutes last night. Sign me up for more of those. Absolutely, oh, yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Hey, when you throw strikes and get outs and have solid defense, amazing what happens. That was, Phil? you know, that was one of the <laughs> cleanest games of the year, yeah. both teams. It was great. Good pitching. I mean, the four relievers for the Padres retired, I mean, 12 straight guys. Right. They each got, but, I mean, good defense on both sides, uh, good pitching. That was, a, that was a really good, I mean, that was a Yeah, and not game. to overshadow. Rosales is exciting. That's the fun thing to talk about. But let's not forget the great effort by Christian Friedrich here who right. needed one. I mean, he had seven outings in a row of allowing yeah. you know, a bunch of runs, and he did a great job of rebounding. Good to see. He finally did, yeah. So uh, that uh, and the Rondon had a great night on defense, too. Yeah. It was crisp, clean, like you guys said, and a win, the most important thing. So that's Adam Rosales, our hero of the game. I see Buddy Bauman. He is, in fact, here. Wow, that, that was quick. Uh, so we'll come back after we take a break. We'll talk to Buddy. If you have any questions, again, send them our way, hashtag PadresSH. But congratulations again to Adam Rosales, the hero of the game. It's brought to you by the Hero Program, a new way to upgrade your home to save energy and water. Visit HeroProgram.com to learn more. We're back with Buddy Bowen after this. You don't want to miss that. This is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Paul Clemens against Homer Bailey at 140. The rubber match for the Padres and the Reds in this series. But joining us now, a man who... Luckily, got to pitch Friday night because you had this thing hanging over you, the one-pitch uh, major league uh, <laughs> career, and that was it. Buddy Bauman joins us in the Cholula hot seat. Buddy, thanks for taking the time. Yep, thank you. So uh, that was the funny thing. I mean, you, c you come up, and in spring training, you were going to be a big part of this bullpen, maybe from Jump Street. You have the back injury. takes you a while to get through that. You're rehabbing. You finally come up. And uh, we already have one question in from one of our fans here, uh, from Padres Fans 19. 
What was it like getting called back? You have the one pitch in your major league career that you throw was an effective one, and then you head back. Was it a relief or a happy day? Take us through that that one night. Yeah, it was great. Um, you want me to talk about the the one pitch? Or yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was. Gotta hear uh, about that first. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right, right. the one pitch episode. Yeah, it was actually kind of a, a relief after. He, he swung at the first pitch. You know, you, you didn't want to throw strikes. You want to get that guy out. So first pitch, it worked out. It's like, oh, that's it. You know, it's kinda, <laughs> this uh, is easy. Yeah. Getting the outs in the big leagues was yeah. a piece of cake. Yeah, it was a big um, – <laughs> I was definitely, you know, feeling it, all excited for my, my debut. And so it was nice that it ended like that. Yeah, it was great. I mean, very, very effective. <laughs> yeah, but wait, yeah. so you make the one pitch, you get the mm -hmm. guy out, and then you get sent down. I mean, yeah. what, what are you thinking at that point? Oh, I, I understood. Um, we had four lefties in the pen, and uh, they had to make a, make room for Edwin Jackson, so I assumed it was going to be me. But, uh, um, yeah, it was too bad. I wasn't, I wasn't happy about it, but um, I knew I got my guy out, so that's all I could do. But are, are, would you have been satisfied at that point if, for whatever reason, that had been your only pitch <laughs> you ever threw as a big league? Would you have been like, at yeah. least that hey, I morbid was there. question, Bob. <laughs> no, it's, it's a thing that guys talk about. I yeah. mean, so I'm just yeah, curious. No, I'm sure. sure it came up. I was, uh, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm satisfied with everything that I've done. And, uh, you know, I'm obviously not satisfied. I want to be uh, the best pitcher out there. But if, ev if anything ends, I'm <laughs> that would be, uh, be kind of cool, have yeah. one, that one ball. Yeah, at least you got <laughs> it. <laughs> you can always say, yeah, I made it for that one. A bunch of guys would love pitch. to have that one pitch. Yep. Yeah, one ball, that's right? exactly right. Uh, but then you came back Friday. You threw two innings, scoreless here at Petco, and no hits either. Uh -huh. Three Ks, three walks, a little bit of jitters being pitching more than just one pitch. Yeah, I was just wanting to um, balance it out, you know, being super efficient. <laughs> and being, uh, like I, I got to uh, you know, set myself up better for next time. So, yeah, no, it was definitely, uh, I don't know, I wasn't you know necessarily uh, everything wasn't working right, but you know had to compete, and that's what that's baseball. Yeah, yeah but you've had an interesting career. We were talking about, about it a little bit before we got on air here in terms of you know spending that time in the minor leagues, actually becoming a six-year minor league free agent without having any time on the forty-man with Kansas City. What, what helped your decision to actually sign back with, with the Padres coming into spring training? Um, they gave me the best offer, and uh, and I knew that they. They needed help. Obviously, they went out and got a lot of lefties, which is good. Uh, but I, I was really comfortable with them. Um, Fred Ullman, he, he came in, saw me, and I, I really felt comfortable with, with them. And it ended up being a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me about these numbers in El Paso because it's, it's known for being, A, a hitter's park, and B, a hitter's league down in the PCL. And I've got your stats from when you were down there this year. A 1-3-3 ERA in 15 appearances, uh, 20 in the third innings pitch, 23 strikeouts, which is great, only 11 hits. I mean, how are you keeping hitters down in that league and in that park? Yeah, just got to keep them off balance. I mean, if they're, if they're not putting good swings on it, they aren't going to be able to get the barrel on it. And no matter where the wind blows, um, that's a, it's not going to go out. So I guess um, if they can't see it, they can't hit it, and it's been working out. Good game plan right there. I mean, you, you always have really nice strikeout numbers. And you came up through the Kansas City Royals organization, they obviously very deep in pitching and everything. Did you, were there things that they talked to you about in terms of how to put guys away and finish them off? They were, they were big with four-seam fastballs, and I, I have a lot of life on So they, they uh, taught us to be comfortable throwing our fastball anytime. So uh, being aggressive, I, I like to be aggressive and put them the better in the defensive position, and then I can um, get them out with my out pitch. So I think being extra aggressive, um, I, was, I was taught through that organization. It, was, it worked out, yeah. yeah. And a big talk uh, topic of discussion we've been having all weekend, obviously all the trades and the movements. And one thing A.J. Preller said in a press conference yesterday was 
this opens up opportunities for guys that now can come up and show us what they can do. And everyone thinks maybe of, okay, when Andrew Castro gets dealt, it's time for Paul Clemens to show us what he can do in his place. But that's a cascade effect now because now Paul's out of the bullpen, a chance maybe for you to show more of what you got. How do you guys in the clubhouse view all this stuff going on around you and how it can affect you personally? I don't think we think about it too much. Um, we have our opportunity. I'm, I'm in the clubhouse right now. I'm able to pitch, and so I just think about that. But it is, it is uh, a good opportunity for me to prove myself and to be a part of this organization uh, so I can be part of this organization for the long haul. You know, and it is interesting, though, because you walk into the clubhouse every day right now, and you're yeah. kind of looking around like, yeah. okay, who's here? Right. Are there any suitcases? You yeah. know who the new guy is? But that's sort of what you go through in the minor leagues as well. Yeah, I mean, you show up on a day-to-day -day basis, and mm -hmm. you kind of look at the roster to see who might have been moved up, moved down, traded, what, what might happen. Yeah, there's a lot of transitions in, uh, in AAA, and so I guess I'm used to that. But, yeah, it's been an interesting few days. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Have you ever, last question for you, buddy, ever been part of a, of a roster or a bullpen with this many lefties? I mean, <laughs> usually there's only a couple of you, but Get you guys have a whole up. gang now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's, it has been done very much. You know, we had five lefties at one point. So, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing they're doing it, you know, because it gives me an opportunity. <laughs> right. so, <laughs> a chance uh, for you. But, yeah, it's good. I get to be in a bullpen with a lot of really good lefties, so I get to learn a lot. Awesome. Well, buddy, congrats. We're glad and happy for you. That was more than just the one pitch in your big league <laughs> career. And we hope there are many, many more still left to come. Appreciate it. Very good. Thank you. All right. It's Buddy Bauman in the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're going to come back, so don't go far. Great day here in San Diego. Thanks for joining us. You're watching Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Our thanks again to Buddy Bauman. Good kid. Cool guy, yeah, nice yeah. guy. You guys didn't ask him what the pitch was. Oh, the one pitch? Right. Well, we saw it. That's what video is for. Okay, what was it? I don't know. I'm gonna, I, it was I'm not a ground out to first base. I know base. what it was, but go ahead, Bill. What was it? It's a cut fastball. There you go. He just <laughs> asked Buddy. He cheated. He asked <laughs> him on the way out. Yeah, Bill didn't know that on his own. Come on. Um, no, our thanks to Buddy Bauman. And, uh, yeah, he pitched again on Friday night. Two more shutout innings. And a guy, when you put up those kind of numbers in El Paso, that translates well anywhere. So we wish him the best uh, moving forward. All right, let's take a look at today's lineup, and it's presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. You've got Travis Jankowski leading off in center with Alexi Amarista again in left field. Will Myers at first base will bat third. Then it's Ryan Schimpf in cleanup playing second base. Jabari Blash, he's back. The Blashtoffs hopefully will commence soon. He's in right field and batting fifth. Christian Bethencourt will catch today. Jose Rondon at short. Adam Rosales, last night's hero at third base. And Paul Clemens does the pitching. Uh, interestingly, Andy Green saying, uh, we're seeing this on Twitter in his uh, little media session he did while we were on the air, as long as Rondon's here, he's the one who's going to start. So until Solarte comes back and maybe some moves get made, Ramirez, Alexei, will be coming off, uh, off the bench. And why not with the way Rondon played last night? Rondon's play, the play behind second was great. And that's the first time we've seen that play this year. Yeah. I mean, I really like Alexei Ramirez. He's here for a reason. He's, he's fulfilled that need that they needed a they needed a quality shortstop. He's a little long in tooth now. Rondon showed you that there's a, there's a future out there for him. I agree. He, he's done what he needed to right. do, which is to fill that gap until right. he had a younger alternative. That younger alternative is here. here. And, uh, he's yeah. got to play. Right. And we're not yeah. going to overreact to one night, but he no. looked great in the field. He had a hit. Right. Uh, that play made a Sports Center top 10, I saw when I got yeah. home right. last night. Well, so I mean, 
if you're a shortstop, if you're a shortstop and you can play in a field that makes up an awful for an awful lot of offense, and Ramirez right now is in a in a slump both offensively and defensively. The season has taken a toll on him. It physically, has. No question. That's a great way of putting it. The yeah. season is really worn out. Uh, in case you're planning for the future, uh, Ramirez, it's a mutual option for next year for Alexei. It's a $1 million buyout, so if the Padres want to say thanks for the one year, but we're moving on, it'll cost them a million bucks, but now maybe some of that, uh, that Matt Kemp money maybe goes to that, <laughs> how it all kind of plays together moving forward. All right, time now for the Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. Maybe Rondon will be one of the picks. He was the pick last night for the couch, oh. got them the win. So that now for the couch trims the lead. This looks bad. You guys are down 14, but you've won seven out of nine the couch, so you're closing some ground here on Blooper in the Supercuts Head-to-Head -head Challenge. You're making progress, Bob. Don't look so upset. I, had, I didn't even think about it. I mean, I'm sitting here in the three spot. I, Bill, yeah. help me out here. Who well, no, you, you don't get the first pick today, so you have some time well, to I'm think. I'm still going to need some help from Bill here. While we go to Blooper, you guys can do, like, family feud. You guys can huddle up and, like, okay. you know, good answer, no good help. answer. So he doesn't get help. There's no help. I get no help. Oh, yeah, you not only do you, you not get it, help, winning. you set the rules so that when you're not here, <laughs> the other guy can't play. And, he, and he's the judge when there's right. a question mark. Yeah. 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 No, I don't. Right. No, I'm, I'm the judge, but he uh, does have the rules that he makes up along the way. All right, Blooper, who's your pick? I'm going to go with Blash, my boy. He's there you back. go. Blash, Blash off. off. He's back. And uh, Bill, who's yours going to be? No, it's, it's Ken. Right, Bob, yeah. Uh, I'll go Bethancourt. Bethancourt. Yeah. All right. Christian, Christian Bethancourt. Let's start behind the, uh, the dish today. Yeah, he's going to go deep. All right. So is Blash. We, we yeah, shall but see. But my guy's going to have twice. a three-run blast. Yours is a solo shot. There but we it, go. But it's his first big league home run. That counts a little. We'll see. Uh, uh, see, there's the rules. We'll go see. See, there he goes. Trust me, I will adjudicate this tomorrow should it come to that, and I'll be fair and yeah, balanced. And you know what it comes down to also? It says, look, if you want any airtime, then you better vote the way I want you to. I can mess up the colors of your shirt and everything He's got leverage. He's the man. He's the guy behind the curtain. That's the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. That's Supercuts that pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. All right, do you want to talk about this for a few minutes, because what may be the next big move in the trades? Derek Norris, obviously. And uh, the big story, if you hadn't caught up this morning, around Jonathan Lucroy, the Brewers catcher, uh, vetoing the trade that the Brewers had in place to the Indians, and we'll break that down in a sec, but uh, first question here from Frankie Perez. Is Derek Norris more valuable now with the no-trade clause that Luke Roy has, and are there any suitors for Norris? Does this move by Luke Roy to say, yeah, I'm good? Well, I don't think that's Norris. over yet. I, I, you've seen these things before where somebody will veto a trade, the next day they're traded there after they work out the finances. Right, we, we make a little bit right. extra deal. It's, you remember when Phil Nevin got traded uh, to a team that he was, uh, had on his no-trade list? Right, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of interesting, and it always brings up the question, well, why do GMs do that? You know, and they feel like, well, let's get a deal in place first, then I'll bring it to the player. Right. Uh, and sometimes, as you said, Bill, some, some finances well, let me can ask you this. Why the did, decision. Why did Lucroy do it? This is a potential World Series favorite with you on it, and there are the reasons he said, I'm looking about long-term stability over short-term gain. Yeah. But he's a free agent after next year. He's a better catcher than Jan Gomes. And if winning's everything, again, he may end up going there anyway, like you say, Bill, but why would he veto this trade? I think that you would do it for leverage. Yeah, I, I think he doesn't want to be in Cleveland, number one. And number two, if you can get to a team where he does want to be long-term, he right. can, as Bill was saying, say, look, not only do I want to approve this trade, but I will even approve it even more if we can get a little four-year extension on the back end right. of this bad boy. And he's got 24 so hours now to talk about it. Yeah. So. 
By the way, he's not coming to San Diego because San Diego is also one of those no-trade teams. Yeah, he was yes. one of yeah. the San Diego right, one right. of the case eight. Yeah. <laughs> Although Norris, cause I, I guess the Brewers have talked to the Padres about Norris. So, yeah. Well, it's interesting because, uh, and this was the kind of the view I took was that uh, what we would see with Norris, if anything, would not happen until something with Lucroy happened. Because you have all these suitors for Lucroy, and you're going to have to wait. If we don't get him, then we'll shift our sights. But it's interesting to have the Brewers maybe plug in that hole with Norris. That. Right is new and maybe weird. Norris, makes sense. Right. Norris has not picked a great time to have one of his biggest slumps of the season. Uh, not a great time for the Padres. Right. Yeah. yeah that's for sure. Yeah. One, yeah. For, one for 27. Yeah. He's going to arbitration and it, it, the Brewers would be interested because they have no young guys to fill in for Luke Roy right. when he leaves. You know, they're also talking about to the Dodgers about Barnes about possibly filling that gap also. Uh, so, so we'll see if it, what happens. And Norris could still go before Lucroy because there could be other teams that say, look, we know what they're demanding for Lucroy. We're not going to pay that. We really don't need to pay that. What we need is a guy that can do what Norris can do. And Norris is as cheap as he's going to be right now. I right. Mean, he is at the bottom level of his value. Right. And a team may look at it as completely a value play. Yeah, you're gambling by jumping ahead because if Lucroy gets dealt first, then Norris, if he's the only option, then you're competing against a lot of other right. people. It's, it's interesting, man, this whole right. deadline stuff because you're playing poker with – Oh, 30 yep. other guys. 20 and other with players' guys. lives. I mean, yeah. Yeah. generally. Oh, yeah, no question about it. I mean, they have no idea where they're going to go. You're picking up a guy. You're picking up his family. You're sending him right. someplace. Family's, no probably, family's probably here. I mean, like with <laughs> Melvin Upton. Yeah. His family was Sorry, here. this is, uh, I think, the third straight day that Blooper has snuck into Wilmer Flores' crying footage, talking oh, about geez. guys uh, oh. and, and, and the personal toll it takes on them at the trading deadline. Um I mean, that has to be Preller's first. Getting a lot of use out of that video, Blooper. Nice yeah, job. I kind of became a joke yesterday. He's, so got, a, he's got a button just dedicated <laughs> to Wilmer Flores. No, okay, I got a question for you. Shoot. What happens if they trade Norris? Who comes up? Well, we discussed this. Were you on the show the other day? Or I forget which one of you guys was on. But, yeah, is it Bethancourt or Hedges that gets the playing time? It was with Mike Grace on. I mean. I don't think Hedges comes up You right think you still hold him down? Because... If he plays more than I think it's like twenty-one or twenty-two days, oh, the free on the agency clock, rock, yeah, yeah, right. That he, the clock ticks off a year. So, so you probably get Hector Sanchez up and right. Bethencourt, Bethencourt as your primary starter. One. Which we talked about this too. Bethencourt's still young. It's not like he's over the hill. See what you have in a twenty-four-year-old athletic catcher. Why not before Hedges? clock ticks. Well, he'll get the playing time and they may play the, the clock game. I mean, that might be what we're seeing with Margot and Renfro and some of these other guys as right. well right now. So, Alright, so let we have uh, it's now 24 hours eight and a half minutes away from the trade <laughs> deadline. Uh, at that time, Derek Norris, is he here tomorrow? Where's the countdown We clock? need a we countdown clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 get, get working on that. Not happen. Maybe for next year. Dump the Flores <laughs> video, get us a countdown <laughs> clock. <laughs> yeah, re right? Reallocate your assets <laughs> from Flores to the clock. I'd say Norris is not here. Not here. You, Bob? Yeah, I think they'll do everything they can to jettison that potential arbitration issue right. and everything. We and and God forbid you don't trade him and he takes another foul ball because he takes about six foul balls off the body a night it seems like. Right. The guy is a foul he ball He gets dinged up. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when it comes to catcher's movement, somebody's going to need one and you get what you, what, what you need to get and you've got plenty of alternatives down below. There's no reason not to. Uh, we don't have time to really discuss the whys or whatever but anybody else going? Jay, any of the relievers? Uh, you got three, You got a bunch of left-handed relievers as we just uh, spoke hand. to one. I think right. Han and, and Bookter, some of those guys are getting phone calls and whether they or not they want to part with them remains right. to be seen, but I think those are, are I guys I think, that could also I think move. at least one of the left-handed relievers' hands are booked, could, could booked or go. Yep. All right, there you go. We are now uh, 24 hours, 7 minutes, and 25 seconds away. <laughs> so I'll be your human countdown clock since Blooper uh, isn't competent enough to get one for us. 
Well, work on that Flores video some more, though, Blooper. It's great. Uh, join the Padres and play golf alongside Padres legends like Trevor Hoffman and local military heroes for the inaugural Heroes Cup San Diego. That's on August 22nd and 23rd. Packages are still available for the two-day golf event, benefiting our local San Diego military community. Visit Padres.com slash heroes. Uh, sorry, Padres.com slash heroes cup for more details. We're back to finish up this edition of Padres Social Hour. Don't go anywhere. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Tomorrow we're back at 5.30 with Randy Jones and Brady Phelps. By then, all the trade deadline dust will have settled, so we'll definitely be digging deep into that. Now, the one bad, another bad consequence of the Matt Kemp trade is that Blooper had an idea for a segment today that we, we can't do, but he wants to make sure to ask it anyway. And, Bill, you know what's coming. So, Blooper, oh what, what was geez. it you wanted to talk about? So I asked everybody in the press box the other night, and it came up with a lot of thoughtful things. You had a team where all nine players are Matt Kemp versus a team where the all nine players are Derek Norris. The only person Who talking wins? about this was, <laughs> se was Seth. I asked the, the I, only I person asked, talking about it. I asked no. the best minds in San Diego <laughs> baseball and got a bunch of answers, but I think most people think Team Kemp would beat Team Norris. So nine Matt Kemp's versus nine Derek Norris's and Blooper running up and down the press box asking and everybody he could. Right, and then what thinking that on. everybody was involved in this question because they... I because texted people from out of town. It was a great, big topic. So, so who Bill, wins? Bill, who would win? I could care less. <laughs> Scan, you and I are team Kemp, I think, right? I think Norris would win. That up the and middle. Yeah, I kind of go with Kemp. I think covers a little more ground in the outfield. Alas, uh, we'll never know because Matt Kemp is now in Atlanta, and also cloning hey, is not that you know sophisticated what? yet. It was trending in Blooper's mind. It was. Right. It was. Yeah. Everyone one was topic. into it except for Mr. Center. This is what happens. A long baseball season. This is what you do to pass the time <laughs> up in the press box. Thanks for watching us, guys, and I'll have a lot more to talk about tomorrow, I'm sure. This is Padre Social Hour. See ya.